Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Oh, Chelsea, I was on one last night, and I gave a speech to the lovely Catherine because I was sitting at the bar, and I was thinking before she got there, I thought, hmm, ESPN was teasing me because they were like Texas-sized expectations, and they were talking about the Longhorns. Of course, I love my Longhorns. They're the favorites to win the Big 12. Right now, I believe they're plus 125 at BetMGM, the overwhelming favorites, which scares me because Texas has not been a favorite to win the conference since 2009. However, as I was thinking about this, I thought, I always hate forcing my love of sports or my love of the horns on anyone, particularly my partner. So I told her, I said, you know what we should do this year? And this resonated with her, and I thought about This is very good on my part. I have to give myself some credit. I thought we should get more into College of Charleston basketball. That way, because she went to the College of Charleston, I said, I love the horns. You know how emotional I get with Texas. And I said, babe, think about it. Last year, you watched what? Four or five games from the College of Charleston. We ordered the Flow Sports app, which is not a great app, by the way. We ordered the Flow Sports app or paid for it just so we could watch the College of Charleston. You watched four or five games at the end of the season, and then they got into the tournament. They were one of the darlings, at least they were talked about before the tournament got underway, lost to San Diego State. And I remember after the College of Charleston lost, and we watched the game together, I look over at Catherine, who's not a huge sports fan, and I see a tear coming down her face, and she was very upset. And I said, honey, this is what I'm talking about. I said, if we followed something regarding the Cougs, if we followed the basketball team, any sport that the College of Charleston plays, you would get emotionally invested because you're the same person I am. So let's do it, and we can both have our own teams, and I'm in with you. And I think I made a strong case, Chelsea. I think I'm pulling her in to the sports world now. Ooh, that yeah. sounds fun. Even though I'll say this, you say you don't force your fandom and onto anybody else. I'm pretty <laughs> sure we've played the Texas fight song on this very show. That's at double least D times. That's double but D. Still, how much do we talk about Texas football on this? Too show? much. Mm, I know. Quite a bit, which is yes. fine. I get it. They're a team that has. A- oh, 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 oh my god! No, I mean, oh yeah. What are we talking about right now? This is like somebody who's like, yeah, I like never talk about myself. And then they go on to talk about themselves. Jenks, you have a Texas problem. 
Who doesn't like sports? Who doesn't like a good fight song? If you heard the NC State fight song, wouldn't that get you fired up right now? No, NC State breaks my heart continuously. <laughs> All right. Well, I know, I know you get disappointed when you talk about <laughs> NC State. That's okay. We'll move on to the pros. You talk about disappointment. Detroit Lions fans have dealt with it again and again and again. And they, didn't they go, what year was it? You got you guys are gonna put this in the chat for me because I'm too lazy to actually type it in the search, even though I have a computer right in front of me. The Lions went 0-16 a few years ago. You're talking about pain. Yes. The guys in Motown, the fans in Motown, the men and women of the proud city of Detroit, they know pain. 2008, the Lions went 0-16. But here we are now, Chelsea, in 2023. The win total at MGM is nine and a hook. The over is the favorite. Minus 120, the under is plus 105 to make the playoffs. The Lions, minus 175. No is plus 145 to win the NFC. The Lions are plus 850 to win the Super Bowl. They are 20 to 1. They are coming off a season in which they won eight of their last 10 games after a 1 and 6 start. Dan Campbell is back. If you're a Lions backer, and when we started this show a couple of years ago, we would laugh because the early money would always come in on the Lions. It was like, what are you maniacs in Detroit doing? And I have so much respect for it. But they would always bet on the Lions, even when we knew they were going to be bad. But that is in the past. Now the Lions are a legit team. There is a lot to be excited about. And this, for the first time in a long time, the Lions are going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, I thought they were fun last year. It's just they had these breakdowns in the fourth quarter that made you mm -hmm. kind of scratch your head because I love Dan Campbell. I love his personality. But remember some of these games where he had like, these moments in which he should be calling timeouts, like the time management wasn't great. And also right. it was a team that just continued to break your heart. So despite a nine and eight season, so they do deserve their flowers on that because it was a big jump from the season before in which they were three and 13 and one. So a big jump. I think now the question is, how do you make that next big jump for? Because I think it's one thing to make a jump from bad team to decent team. But I think yeah. the jump from decent team to elite team is even harder. And I get it. 10 wins sure. is not necessarily an elite team. But I think that second step in the process is even mm -hmm. harder. And for the people who want to bet on the lines in the, the postseason, I definitely don't know how I feel about that. It still feels like a team that's maybe a couple years away. It almost seems like those really talented teams in the NBA that are just young. Like, they have all the talent in the world. It's just they're missing that experience factor. And I guess you can point to Jared Goff and be like, hey, he's experienced. But other than Jared Goff, it's a pretty young team. But I will say this. Of the NFC North, doesn't this look like the most talented roster? Yes, absolutely. And I have to say that I am – I'm a fan of Jared Goff. I, I love the fact that this guy was absolutely tossed to the garbage heap early in his career and this is a three-time pro bowler and it was thought okay when you make this trade for matt stafford oh my god and i thought this too so i can't i can't embark on some sort of revisionist history and act like i thought this was going to work out but jared goff was great last season in detroit mm -hmm. and i think when that trade was made we all thought oh or at least i did oh brutal jared goff in detroit not great but here we are and this is a guy who was fantastic 
last year. Absolutely underrated. Threw for, what, 29 touchdowns, only seven picks, more than 4,400 yards in the air. He has Amon Ross St. Brown. They signed Marvin Jones Jr., who is a great – he's coming back to Detroit – on a one-year deal, so a nice veteran presence. And Jamison Williams, he's been suspended for six games because of gambling on college football when he was at a Lions hotel on a road trip, I believe. But he actually was showing signs of life after tearing his ACL early on. So he'll come back later on in the season. If you look at this offense, they drafted Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama. And right now he is 10-1 to to win AP Offensive Rookie of the Year, fifth lowest odds. They have a lot of weapons at their disposal. That defense definitely needs to get better. But I am a fan of of guys who find a way to get it done, who don't get the credit they deserve. And Jared Goff is a guy who I think could have folded in Detroit and instead has been an absolute plus for this team. Oh, for sure. And a lot of it is he has great weapons around him too. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to find the handicap for this and how you could put this into like a tangible way to bet on this. But doesn't it feel like the Lions are a team that – you have trouble thinking that they are going to put it all together in one season. Doesn't it feel almost like the Chargers, where every single season I feel like I talk myself into looking at the Chargers and saying, oh, my God, there's so much talent on this roster. What's the disconnect? Maybe it's the coaching. Maybe it's the franchise. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. But I will say one thing going in the direction of the Detroit Lions is that they ended the season almost on a high note. They won eight of their last 10 games. It was kind of a slow start for the Lions, but do you think it's something to take away when you see a team ending the season with a lot of momentum? Do you think that carries into the next season? I absolutely do. And these things don't happen in a vacuum. And what I mean by that is in the NFL, experience matters and carryover Mm -hmm. matters, particularly when you're talking about a young team. And you mentioned the weapons around Jerry Goff, this is a young-ish team. Look on on the defense, and I love Aiden Hutchinson. He had nine and a half sacks as a rookie coming out of Michigan, so he's playing right there in Michigan. He was a stud as a rookie. He's going to get better. Certainly, I think one of the things that isn't talked about enough in sports is, you know, you have you can learn how to win, and you can also learn how to lose. Losing can become contagious, and when you start losing – you can develop bad habits. It becomes part of the culture. It, beco- it, it can become culture rot. You have to learn how to do things the right way and understand what it takes to win football games. And so if you're the Lions and you've lost for so long, that's that's what your, your experience is. That's what you know. You know mm-hmm. losing. You you expect to lose because that's, that's, that's your existence, right? It's like, yeah, that's, that's right. what we do. And now once you turn things around, you say, wait a second. There is a different way of doing things. We can, and then you start to believe in yourself. That is contagious as well. And then you start doing things differently. Maybe you start working harder because you see the light. And now when you have a culture of winning, absolutely it can carry over. That's how dynasties are born. I'm not suggesting the Lions are going to be a dynasty, but for a franchise that has lost so much, absolutely winning like they did, especially after starting one and six. And then they turn things around. I 1,000% believe that will carry over into this season and they will be better because of it. I think you almost need a maniac like Dan Campbell to change the culture. Like you look at him and you feel like he's a caricature, but you need somebody who Mm -hmm. is going to be that, you know, living on the edge and that Mm -hmm. in your face to kind of change the culture and believe it. 
you know, you have to get these guys believing that they can win the division. So the next question is, we have talked about how the NFC North feels very winnable for just about anybody in this division. Yep. So from there, strategically speaking, not you would usually not take the favorite. You would say, okay, if it's anybody's race, wouldn't you look mm-hmm. further down the odds board? But do you think it's the Lions division to win? I do. And now part of it is this is a weak division. Let's let's be honest here. So I I think both things can be true here. The Lions are getting better, but I also think you know how this goes, Chelsea. I feel like that the Lions are the Cleveland Browns of the past two or three years, mm-hmm. where it's there's always an offseason darling. There's always a team. This is the devil's advocate part of previewing the Lions, where there's always a team that people get hot on in the offseason. Oh, and for two or three years, it was the Browns. The Browns are going to break through. The Browns are going to be so good. And they just didn't. They just did not. And you buy into the hype. So I think if you're if you're going to take a realistic view of the Lions, it's like, hey, this is going to be a pretty good team, I think. But let's not act like they were a game away from the Super Bowl. So, yes, the talent is there. They play in a weak division now, especially with Aaron Rodgers gone. They can win the division. And that, I think that's part of the excitement as well is that – they're not going to have to be, and the NFC is weak anyway compared to the AFC. It's not even close. So the Lions can be pretty good and still have a great season in that conference and in that division. That's part of it as well. Exactly. I think for all the reasons that we have listed, the fact that they have the most talented roster in the NFC North, the fact that the Lions ended last season with a ton of momentum, winning eight of their last 10 games, and also the fact I feel like some of their problems last year are fixable. Like, you look at their secondary is one of the worst in the NFL, giving up 7.5 yards per attempt through the air, but they had a ton of injuries to that secondary. So if they can just stay a little bit more healthy on that sector, secondary, maybe they can fix those problems. And also, when looking at the quarterbacks, Jared Goff mm-hmm. at least seems like a dependable, consistent quarterback that is fully capable of maybe being the best quarterback in this division even though i think kirk cousins is probably in store for a good season at least on paper the vikings defense scares me a lot uh 28th in points per game last season so i'll give the edge to the lions at plus 130 to win the division i don't mind that one bit the one thing the lions do have to improve upon is their defense and we haven't touched on that if you're talking about a real weakness for this team this was a team in total defense chelsea dead last in the nfl last season now they did revamp their secondary so i think they did a nice job in the offseason bringing in cam sutton from the steelers emmanuel mosley from the 49ers and jerry jacobs i think is a guy that if you want to go in the weeds here this is a guy who left arkansas state early tore his acl but ended up making the team even though he was undrafted and if you read a lot of the reports you hear, hey, this guy eventually could take over one of those corner spots. So I think the Lions have done a nice job of of mitigating some of those weaknesses on defense. But that is going to be an Achilles heel, especially throughout the season. They're going to have to outscore some teams. Yeah, well, like I said, the secondary was very injured last year. So I think when you see something like that, the numbers are not always great indicators of how the team is constructed because when Mm -hmm. your best secondary players are on the injured list, and obviously there's injuries every year, but maybe it's something that they can approve upon uh, this year. So let's go, Lions. I'm so freaking fired up for football right now. The let's Lions go. are going to be good. Let's go. 
For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.